0: Hey everybody, tomorrow is Halloween and we're celebrating with a new series that will continue through November. We're changing things up a bit for this series. Nick is taking lead and we're recording at a special spooky location. The topic of the series is related to witches, but it is not witches. In fact, it's (laughs) anti-witches. Stay tuned to find out what in the hell that means. Alright, let's start the show. Today's Dead Idea anti-witches, the benandanti, or good walkers who used fennel stocks to fight witches armed with sorghum sticks. That's what we're talking about today on Dead Ideas. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. The music we just heard was composed by Rachel Westhoff, my lovely wife, with whom I have enjoyed many duels of sorghum stick versus fennel stock. Yeah, don't give me that luck. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it uh, iTunes rating. <laughs> I'm BT e. Newberg, but you can call me Brandon. With me once again are my co-hosts for the day, Nick...
1: And I am really glad I pulled that sickle off the wall of the cabin to cut down the storm cloud because it also would be raining too hard for us to be recording this podcast right now. Yeah, that's a good point.
0: Yes, we're actually recording at my family's cabin up near Ely in northern Minnesota. We endured a rainstorm. This is dedication to podcasting, everyone. (laughs) Now it's a beautiful night, though, and we've got a fire popping behind us. The crickets are chirping, and we're having a good time. Uh, so Nick, and also we have Anna.
2: Ask me how many personal affects I've lost in the lake so far. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just a few dives off the dock that went the wrong way. <laughs> Pro
2: tip, cannonballing, remove your glasses.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it wasn't as bad as me singeing my mustache with cheddar brats <laughs> juice. This is true. <laughs> yeah, be careful if you bite into a cheddar brat when it's just... Fresh off the fire. Sometimes it bites back. Yes. Oh my God. That was yeah. Okay. So Nick, what, what, what's going on
1: here with the Ben Benandanti? What is this? I was going to start by asking you guys a question, actually, okay. which is, so and you can each take an answer. Anna, what do you think of when you think of with the term witches?
2: Uh, crystals on some sort of like metal wrapped pendant and Instagram filters. I don't know collecting bones for no very good reason
1: fair enough and brandon if you don't mind my spilling this for the podcast audience i know you at least in part identify with the pagan community yes so in that yeah what's sort of the general line about witches or witchcraft and the history thereof uh like from the perspective of
0: neo-pagans yeah Uh, yeah if you can give the party line for a second totally differs per person so many different perspectives Wicca and witchcraft are sometimes said to be the same thing, sometimes not. Sometimes thought to be an actual continuation of witchcraft from ancient times, sometimes not. I
1: personally think
0: probably not, except in maybe very rare cases, but yeah, so...
1: I mean, the line that I've usually heard, or sort of the most pop culture version, Uh A, I mean, there's Halloween witches ride around on brooms, cast curses and spells, and what have you. Yeah. But the Wiccan version usually seems to be where the survivals of an ancient sort of pagan classical world, or Celtic, or what have you, fertility cult, or nature worship kind of thing. People try damn hard to make it
0: a continuation it's just right. that there's so little actual evidence there's a lot of conjecture to
1: put it all together and it kind of comes out like well we did our best <laughs> so one of the funny things about this about the Ben and Dante as they yeah. stumbled across yeah. is it's one of the rare pieces of evidence of that really happening whoa of, of, of what really happening is or it like? might well be of a survival of a survival of ancient, ancient pagan, pagan religion speculatively at least there's a sure. fair amount of evidence of it yeah except that the people doing it were damn sure they were not witches yeah they were witches were their enemies yes <laughs> so,
0: so reowning
1: the term seems a little
0: yeah exactly
2: is this the craft uh, <laughs> well
1: they Possible.
0: thought they were witches right
2: i don't know I never yeah that's it. the yeah. thing it's
1: yeah no the, these are the people
0: fighting witches yeah now this really caught me when nick told me this idea so this this whole this series here is actually going to be Nick's baby. This is his idea. He did the research. And I'm not going to do jack shit. It, well, actually, <laughs> I'm going to do a little bit. When yeah, we get he... to the part about talking about the, um, the time and the
1: place, uh, then I'll do that. But this is, this is Nick's baby. So, yeah. So here's, here's the other irony about this. Okay. Is pretty much we only know any of this existed uh-huh. because of the Inquisition. Right. That's the only reason there's a historical record of these people happening at all. I didn't expect that. <laughs> Ha <laughs> <laughs> all right we got yeah. in our
0: quota of ninety python jokes and now yeah
1: okay. now we're good no more all right <laughs>
0: but all the witch jokes Okay, fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so in any case um mostly this is only known about as a thing because of a particular italian historian called carlo ginsburg that was taught yeah. at the university of bologna but was from bologna, the Fuley- bologna if you prefer <laughs> spelled the same so he's a bologna historian yeah okay. <laughs> one of the pioneers of microhistory or so the internet tells me microhistory yeah re- researching in exhaustive detail things like court records and oh, tax okay. histories uh-huh. and things like that to write mm-hmm. very very well documented close to the ground things about people that weren't usually considered historically important in big like military history kings did this and that sort of narratives
2: why did he choose the Benedante? or what was his angle there
1: well he was from the Friuli, so i think ah. he was actually just reading through court records and stumbled on this and had the same sort of thought we did which is wow this is amazingly weird yeah and it seemed to be sort of his line anyway one of his other books was about witches sabbaths and another was about a heretical italian miller who was burned at the stake by the italian inquisition and had bizarre theories about the Nature of the Cosmos and Cheese. What? And Cheese? Yeah, The Cheese and the Worms is the name of the book. I haven't done as much research about that one. It isn't at the local public library. Okay. All right, go on. But I am in, intrigued. In any case, um, it all seems to have began when in an Inquisition court record from the year 1575 in Fuley, mm-hmm. where there was a parish priest that met one of his parishioners who was bragging about how he healed a bewitched boy. I said, this is interesting, I don't know if this is quite legit, so I should talk to this guy more, I'll have him over for dinner, and he did, and the parish priest, or the parishioner eventually revealed to him that he was what he called a benendante, or a good walker, and with other compatriots of his, he went out on, I believe, the Thursdays of Ember Days.
2: Hmm. Ember Days are linked to holidays, right?
1: they're a fasting period in sort of the medieval Western church. Okay. They're Actually, also kind of like a Perkins, uh, but geez. no, I'm still getting over that. Yeah, per- Perkins days were a Lutheran thing. <laughs> Thoroughly heretical. Um, That's Protestant. Yes. So yeah. I'm sorry. So but pari- in any case, parish
0: are... priest means he's from that parish. Yes. So wouldn't he already have heard
1: about this? Well, or... this is the really interesting thing. How much you've heard of, especially in the early part, really, really, really seems to depend on your social stratum. Oh. So, so high up so or low down? Most of the recorded Ben were peasants or laborers or mm. comparatively prosperous farmers, to say the least. Or, I mean, at the very most. Uh-huh. This parish priest that got this whole ball rolling just had a small country church, uh-huh. basically, in this town where he met this guy, was a little more credulous after... Having dinner with him a few times and asking him about his beliefs, he thought it was still maybe not on the up and up. And I never heard the term Ben and Dante before. He called them certain vagabonds, was the word he used, huh. that called themselves Ben and Dante. But reported it to his, his superiors, who were the Inquisitors. Vagabonds like they're wandering around the spirit world or something? It was sort of a medieval technical term, vagabond? kind of a caste thing, being a vagabond. But huh. I don't really know enough about it to comment in a podcast. More research needed on that. All right. Research. Um, But yes, someone who wanders around. Okay. He reported it to his Uh higher-ups that then called the Inquisition on this peasant. And they were... Had really, really, really never heard of an idea like this. But the priest still said, not sure about this guy. I'm not sure if this is licit or legit, but he claims to be basically a good witch. So it seems there are good witches. Can this be... (laughs) And the priest still seemed kind of credulous of that. Uh Uh-huh. And then... The actual inquisitors assumed, no, it had to be just straight-up garden-variety witchcraft Uh, involving going to a Sabbath and worshipping the devil and experiencing certain pleasures and...
2: Witches ain't shit but hoes and tricks.
1: Pretty much. (laughs) Profaning (laughs) sacraments and all that kind of thing. Was that a 16th century Italian hip-hop lyric? Yeah, you know it. (laughs) (laughs) So that was usually the line that most of the actual court cases took, were the inquisitors trying to... Back the Ben and Dante into a corner of admitting that their activities had resembled a witch's Sabbath, a classical witch's Sabbath in some way, and that they saw devils and had to pay homage to some kind of angelic figure on a throne, and that there was dancing and partying and sexual pleasure and feasting and things like that. Oh man,
2: there's agricultural products!
1: Well, and that's the other interesting half of the story, was that belief seemed to be pretty exclusively a highbrow thing. It came from books. Wait, what? That the belief that, that witchcraft the belief that there was that? The, yeah, that there was a witch's Sabbath that you went to and worshipped the devil and had a black mass. Okay. That was pretty much widely held by all the upper crust uh-huh. and everyone who was sort of an educated person, and particularly the higher clergy. And the, it really confused the peasantry, who never said anything of the kind. They mostly all said... Well yeah, they're witches and they bewitch our children and they suck their blood and things like that, but they just seem to be out there and malevolent and don't have motivation and Why we go fight go to them. Church?
2: Why would we do that?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: so Okay, so these Ben and Dante are being persuaded by the Inquisition that they're witches.
1: Which is sort of the narrative arc of the book is eventually okay. everyone is gets used to the idea of mainstream witches as monks saw them and expected them to be. Okay, And they figured the Ben and Dante had to be that. Okay. But it was a process that took about 100 years. They witchized them so that they could make them not be witches? Kind of. So that they <laughs> could figure out what the heck they were. Because that's the other interesting part of this. Is kind of the whole time, the Inquisition really didn't give a shit.
2: What? What? Yeah.
1: This, this is new. <laughs> um, one of my favorite lines from early in one of these trials was... No, I am not a Benendante, and I am not a witch, and I don't know any heretics, and never has it been known that there is anyone in my village that was a Lutheran or led an evil life. (laughs) Okay. So they they really just seemed annoyed by the idea of having to do witch trials at all. Uh In Italy, just no one cared. Witches were a really big deal in Germany. Uh You could get burned for that. Yeah, but apparently the Italian Inquisition in the area of Friuli was very, very, very... Efficient is the term Ginsburg uses.
2: Ruthlessly efficient?
1: Yeah. In combating heresy and mostly Protestantism, or anything uh-huh. they thought sure. smacked of Protestantism. That was the figure of his other book was, I believe, actually burned by the Italian Inquisition in the same area for being a heretic, uh-huh. for having unorthodox, yeah, theological beliefs about cheese. But if you merely worshipped the devil, or did something where they thought you were worshipping the devil, uh-huh. not such a big deal. Oh Wait, what? If, heresy wait, is
2: worse than actual devil worship <laughs> yeah.
1: by any number of degrees. Yeah.
2: So wait, in the entire there a
1: reason why that is, was it because I don't know. Well, for one I thing, there wasn't a whole nation. There weren't whole nations going over to witchery and fighting wars with you like there were for Protestantism. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So, so there's a political angle.
0: You weren't working, worried about the Satan empire Unless you were calling the Protestant kingdoms the Satan Empire, right?
2: But the point is the Protestants are also burning witches.
1: Uh-huh. A hell of a lot more than the Italians, actually. Yeah. The Protestants actually burn many more witches than right anyone involved in a Catholic Inquisition. Huh. Okay. Since, again, the term Inquisition per se at this time pretty much applied to Italy and Spain. Mm. And the Spanish Inquisition really never burned any witches either. Hmm. They were mostly concerned with converted Jews. Right. The... But witches, again, not much of a thing. Pretty Hmm. much all the witch burning was done in Germany. The people that wrote the Malaeus Maleficarium? Yeah. Am I pronouncing that right? Uh, Your Latin's better than mine. Yeah, who
2: speaks Latin. Eh,
1: Yeah, but I can't remember how it's spelled, and I don't have a note for that. Anyway, Bavarians. They were Catholics. They were monks, but they were German again. Yeah. Kramer,
0: I think his name is. I have a little
1: bit later that I'll talk
0: about for that.
1: Yeah. So, sort of the proof of this. In the entire first 50 years, the only trial there were... He records like probably a dozen different ben and Dante that were brought before the Inquisition. Uh-huh. Only one trial was ever actually even finished. What? <laughs> what? They just stalled on all the rest and said, "Okay, we'll call you back sometime, maybe stay in the area." Basically, it never did.
2: What? <laughs> oh God! All right, fine. Yeah, this this we'll come back. This is like this is this.
0: like the worst like cynical office movie of just like bureaucrats <laughs> who are
1: bored with their job. It's like what? <laughs> that, no, that really did kind of seem to be the case. So the only people that were ever officially tried and found guilty of witchcraft, essentially, uh-huh. in the region, were the first two people that cropped up. Um, Paolo Gasparuto and Batista Muduco, who was in the neighboring village, and they might have known each other. And I think they were both sentenced to six months imprisonment uh-huh. and a very small fine, and then let go. Huh. Wow. For so, witchcraft, Yeah. No. perspective for yeah.
2: suspected witchcraft
1: <laughs> okay all right <laughs> yeah, light suspicion of the heresy of witchcraft i think state. is was the <laughs> official term i have lots of stories of comparable people claiming to have done comparable things that claimed they were knocked or nightgoers oh that okay. saw the dead and mostly they seem to see the dead that was the big deal in germany uh-huh. that went through really analogous trials and did wind up getting burned in the stake. We hear those stories. In we will. The That'll second... be in part two. Yeah, yeah. The part two.
0: Yes. Part awesome. two. Once we try okay. All right. Yeah. Very nice.
1: But um, yeah, mostly the inquisition, they wanted to figure out what the hell was going on. Uh-huh. And the only way they could do that was thinking, okay, they've got to be witches. It just doesn't make sense to have them be good people traveling in spirit at night in the shapes of animals and fighting for crops. It just wasn't part of the acceptable worldview at all for an educated person. It would be sort of like someone telling a science professor that they literally did magic. <laughs> <laughs> the, science, the the evolutionary biologist would say, no, that's not possible, so what's the mechanistic explanation? Right. Similarly, the Inquisitor seemed to, their reaction was not so much, no, this is horrible as no, this is crazy and it can't happen. So, so like, it has to be the devil, but we don't really care.
0: <laughs> so, so they're less <laughs> disturbed that witches are apparently out there than that those witches are wrong about what they're doing. Largely, yeah. <laughs>
2: I know you don't want me to make any more Monty Python references, but how is this not a prolonged sketch?
0: <laughs> oh, no. This is really weird. Um, okay, the, speaking of weird stuff, uh, you've got to tell us what is up with the fennel socks and the sorghum. What...
1: What is going on there? Well, I don't think anyone really knows. Have you seen sorghum? Do you know what it looks like? I googled it on the internet. It's a ratty, ugly, weird-looking plant. Yeah, it kind of looks like wheat, but kind of a more of a rusty, bushy head. Yeah. So I can see that it could just have bad associations. Okay.
2: It doesn't look pretty. And it's associated
0: with? witches with the witches yeah okay the and ones witches, that every the ones that even the priests
1: think are actually witches potentially that actually gets more complicated later on too okay okay um well that's pending okay. yeah okay and then the fennel was well, apparently sort of like garlic against vampires okay it's an allium it's another strong uh-huh onion garlic like thing and people still chew fennel seeds to be good for their digestion or and it kind of looked to brush their teeth i mean it, it's sort of associated with cleanliness a lot i think i'm oh. free associating here a little bit okay but it's got but a clean taste it has a very clean taste and there is lots of reports that it was considered to be good against witches that fennel and garlic both okay were and proof against witchcraft it seems i googled that too and it looks kind of like a garlic clove with stock or, yeah it or looks onion like with a stock a kind really of? big garlic or onion yeah quite a bit
0: Okay, and then, but then, so the idea, right, is that, at least ritually, the these anti-witches, or Ben and Dante, fight the witches using the fennel stock, and the well, witches... Well, the witches use the sorghum. Use the sorghum, and they... <laughs> okay,
2: this is really a Monty Python sketch. You have two people hitting each other with vegetables.
1: Yeah, <laughs> all right, so here's a quote from this first trial, okay. all right? Okay, please, Since go on. He told me that on Thursdays, during the ember days of the year, they were forced to go with these witches to many places, such as Cormons in front of the church at Iasico, which is the town where Gasbruto, the first Ben and Dante found, was from, okay. and even at the countryside about Verona. When I asked him what they did in these places, he said they fought, played, leaped about, and rode various animals, and did different things among themselves, and the women beat the men who were with them with sorghum stalks, while well, the men only had bunches of fennel. And for this reason, he begged me not to sow sorghum in my field. And whenever he finds any growing, he pulls it up and curses whoever plants it. And when I said that I wanted to sow it, he began to swear. (laughs) (laughs) So the priest is taunting him? He's like, well, then I'm going to plant some sorghum. (laughs) I guess. So, yeah, no one really knows why it was those things. But it seems like there's a very visceral anti-sorghum reaction. Wow. That it had... Bad mojo associations, even if that's lost in the mists of time. Wow. Weird. Partly maybe just because it made perfect intuitive sense if you were a peasant that believed in all these sorts of things. And if you were the person writing it down, huh. it didn't make any, and you wouldn't write down why.
0: Hmm.
1: Okay. There are also variants. One of the other common ones was that the Benedante would fight with Viburnum wood. Huh? And in particular, the wood that was used to make the cross carried out in the processions of Rogation Days. What's a Rogation Day? I'll get to Rogation Days and Ember Days in just a second. Okay. But when they did that, the witches instead fought them with the sticks that you used to knock ashes out of bread ovens. The
2: bad witches did that? Yes. Okay. okay. Wait, what stick is that?
1: Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't have one of these sticks.
2: Ashes <laughs> out of bread ovens? Yes. I think,
1: like, imagine the big wood fire pizza caves. Uh-huh. Okay, uh-huh. I yeah. think just, I mean, eventually they'd ash over. And were they made out of sorghum? No, they're just wood. They're just wooden oh, clubs okay, okay. that you beat the inside of the okay. oven with to clean it. So that's the variant. Right. Okay. Holy
2: wood versus ash Dirty Monty.
1: ashy wood, yeah.
2: I, I sort of okay. get the symbolism. Yeah, yeah. It still sounds like a Monty Python sketch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, nice. two kinds of very much downplayed for the last century or so. Ancient Catholic holidays. Uh-huh. Um, the first was Ember Days. Okay. That was the main time that the Benedante said they traveled. And just lots of witch traditions all around seem to involve Ember Days and people traveling in spirit during those. Mm-hmm. So there are fasting periods to make sure that there was a fast week. Okay. During every quarter of the year. So again, it gets kind of back to Neo-Pagan symbolism, Is they're very much related to what you'd think of as something like cross-quarter days. Sure. And yep. they were at periods of agricultural transition. Mm-hmm. So there was one in September, the week right after Holy Cross Day, which is the anniversary of St. Helena, Con- the Emperor Constantine's mother, finding the, finding the True Cross in Jerusalem. But it kind of became... Which totally happened. <laughs> yes, actually, actually, very likely. It's about as well documented as most events in the ancient something. world. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, right. I, I'm not just being credulous. That, that's okay. a pretty well documented thing that... Probably did happen. Well, okay. she found some. Wood. She did. She's the patron saint of archaeologists okay. for probably having gone on the first documented archaeological expedition
2: and being the first woman to wear a fedora and a whip. Ah.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. So that's Ember Days. Yeah. So there's one in September. Okay. and There's one between the first and second weeks of Lent, I think. So that will usually be in February or March. Mm-hmm. There's one so kind of equinoctial. Right. Is that a word? I think so. Awesome. Um, having to do with equinoxes? Put, I believe yeah. the week after Pentecost, if I remember incorrectly. I've got notes on this. Okay. Yeah, yes. And then the third week in Advent. So in December, the week after St. Lucy's Day. Uh-huh. Which was popularly believed to be, from slippage of the calendar, the darkest day of the year. And that was when, exactly? December 13th. Oh, okay, 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 yeah. Oh, right. So it's around the middle of the month in December and March and... Probably June and September. So, very much equinoctial solstice sorts of things. Okay. There is an approved fasting period. All right. And that seems to be when a lot of weird magic holdovers go down. I can give you a rhyme if you want from anomics um, in um, Latin, I'm down for a rhyme. Don't crux. Talking, uh... Lucia chineris charismata dia, ut sit in caria, quatris quarta sequins feria. Or um... in English. Yeah, no, I, no, I think we got it. Fasting days and emberings be Lent Whitson Holyrood and Lucy.
2: Yeah, exactly what I thought. Yeah,
1: that's what I—that's what I was gonna say. Yeah,
2: yeah. You don't have to you don't have to spoon feed us now.
1: My pronunciation wasn't great. Maybe if we can do the, fix this in editing. Yeah, we'll totally auto tune your Latin. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting Thursday's into Child. kind of a long tangent. Okay. But rogation days okay.
0: were rogation days. Yes.
1: Probably the most explicit fertility magic done by the Catholic Church in the Middle Ages.
0: So this is legit with the church.
1: Right. They had processions. Um, the main holdover for that in England was the beating of the bounds. Okay. So you go into a procession and you walk around the edge, ritually, of the parish, so you know where the parish boundaries are. hmm But okay. you'd have a procession with a cross, which was made of buberurnum wood, which was what the Benendante fought with. And then, in some versions, you had a... Snake puppet or a snake image uh-huh. that was supposed to represent Pontius Pilate, followed by a lion image that was supposed to represent Christ. Okay. Uh uh-huh. So yeah, you're doing ritual perambulations, uh-huh. carrying a cross made of possibly green wood with then a snake and a lion, and okay, it's fun stuff. Huh. So, but rogation ex- is from rogare, which is to ask. So it's explicitly explicitly paganey, explicitly interceding for fertility and good weather and oh okay prosperity over the coming
0: okay. oh man i feel cheated i was i was hoping for like some like major phallic symbolism or something
2: well there's a snake
0: there, yeah well, you, a you can interpret that as you like there's burnham wood
2: yeah there's wood there's um, Viburnum, wood there's a lion yeah there's a parish i mean really
1: the, the parish <laughs> yeah what's don't that make, a symbol don't for make me spell it out. <laughs> So in any case, that's one of the other versions. Um, of, of the Ben and Dante. Yes, sometimes they fight with verburnum Wood from the Rogation Day's processions against oven-cleaning sticks. <laughs> and actually, one of the penances for Gus Pruto, the original Ben and Dante, was he was not allowed to take home crosses or participate in the Rogation Day's okay. processions because it obviously seemed to be a temptation to superstition to him. Uh, You're just going to uh. use this
2: to hit people. Exactly.
1: No. So, and then, so they sported about... they. Sometimes rode animals like hares or cocks. There's another fun one later on about a lady, Ben who whenever she was being called out, this giant rabbit would appear outside her window and keep on making more and more noise until she went out and rode him to <laughs> the games and or fights. Go
2: away, Harvey. <laughs> now who's doing cheap? So
1: jokes. in any case, <laughs> they fought with witches uh-huh. for the sake of the crops. Uh-huh. Um Sometimes it seems to be implied that there's something gendered, that the witches are female and the Ben and Dante are male. How is this not a Hollywood movie yet?
2: I know, right? It'd be
1: perfect to star like Keanu Reeves as the good walker. Yeah, but mostly not. There were some Lady Ben and Dante and certainly plenty of male witches. <laughs>
2: I would love to see Keanu Reeves on a giant rabbit. And then,
1: <laughs> when they were all done, <laughs> so here's the next fun part. When they're all done with the fighting, uh-huh. they go back and they go in spirit into all their neighbors' homes and drink all their wine. The good uh-huh. ones? Both of them. What? But the witches, when they're done, they piss in the wine and throw filth in the bungholes and wreck everything to spoil it. And the good ones don't. <laughs>
0: That's how but you But they're still know drinking they're your good. wine. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like the first time that this party happened, <laughs> like they were all just one big. But then it was like, okay, we want to distinguish ourselves this year against the, the ones that got a little too drunk last year, <laughs> and did the pissing
1: in the barrels, and gradually the traditions diverged. Yeah, there's a lot of that. <laughs> and eventually then you think you're protecting fertility, and you think they're sucking the blood of babies. Yeah. But
2: you're both drinking your neighbor's wine. Yeah. <laughs> and running around in a field hitting each other with vegetables.
1: Also, apparently it's a good idea to leave water out on Thursday nights to ward away
0: the no to fire. make
1: sure they like to make sure the witches coming into your house like you and aren't too pissed off so they don't piss in your wine too much. Oh, okay. If you give that them would, drinks then they're happier with you. Giving them water would make them piss more. Yeah. It's true.
2: <laughs> I mean, really. Also, you don't really want to encourage that. Why don't you just lock the door against witches, good or otherwise?
1: Yeah. Every- well, if you know how. But every- you probably have to ask a ben and Dante for that.
2: And they want to drink your wine.
1: They do. Everybody knows if you feed a wild animal, they come back.
2: If you give a mouse a cookie,
0: <laughs> okay, I think that is that is that a good s- stopping point to transition to the like perspective part
1: where we talk about the time and culture? Well, there was one more thing that I wanted to bring up, okay, which is how it. this would tend to end, okay, is the inquisitor would ask Ben and dante so you see witches, can you tell me who some of the witches are? We don't want witches around, do we uh-huh. and the answer was always. No, we have a pact with each other, even though we're locked in lethal combat, and we're here to heal, and they harm, and we fight for the sake of the crops, and when they win, there's famine, and we, when we win, there's abundance. Still, we have this pact that we never snitch on each other.
2: What? Witches aren't snitches.
1: So there's lots of ways this comes out. Sometimes it's just, I can't tell you because it's against the will of God. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. But more frequently, just, I can't tell you because we have a compact with each other again. Basically never to snitch. And if I say anything, I'll be beaten black and blue by the witches. But I have a fennel stick to defend myself with.
2: Yeah, you have a posse wielding fennel sticks.
1: Apparently not. I think the posse helps. Because, you know, you're still violating the code. Oh. It's also very military. you're You're, a snitch. Yeah, you're called out by a captain. And you have a banner. I'll get to some of the stories for that in part two, too. Because it's actually a lot of fun. you get to be one... This is the other thing I should probably bring up, Uh by being born with a call. Which, explain what that is exactly. Well, I don't understand it super well. Sometimes I guess some of the amniotic membrane from the sac Uh that you're basically gestating inside of when you're pregnant sticks to the baby. Yes. The baby's head particularly the head usually sometimes other parts but usually the head is what's considered the call yeah. it looks just sort of like a weird mesh thing or kind of like tripe uh-huh. from what Ugh. i could see when i was looking it up God. Yeah, that's a good image but it was considered terribly terribly lucky lucky yeah. or else unlucky okay. but very magic in any magic yeah magic and usually it was believed that if you had it you'd have terribly good luck in all kinds of cultures all across europe that was held to and these Benandanti were thought to be have been born with a call. Yeah, they all claimed that they were all born with a the call. They all said that.
0: Do you think they were kind of retconning it, kind of like I was? Like people sometimes say, like in a past life, I was Cleopatra, but they couldn't all have been.
1: Well, I kind of wonder that. Again, this is more recent medical statistics, and it's Wikipedia as a source, but it was claiming that the incidence of call birth was about one in eighty thousand. Okay. And even the population of Freely wasn't all that large. I don't think there were a million people in the whole area. Yeah. So
2: maybe it's retconning in, well, I do all this magic crap, so I must have had... Uh, I must have had a call. Obviously right. Obviously, Mom wasn't paying attention.
1: <laughs> well, that seems really plausible, Uh huh. except for some of the other really strange things about the call. So one of the theories is that, and lots of these people come right out and say it in the trials they knew they had to be Ben and Dante or witches or something like that since they were born, because they were told from birth by their mothers that they were born with a call, and so something's going to happen to you eventually. Okay. Da-da-da-da-da-da. It seems to have gone pretty deep into family lore. And then let me see if I can find some of the good examples about this and just what happened. They all saved them. What? You keep your call. You keep your call? You keep your call the whole life. You have physical evidence. Uh,
2: So what does it look like after a while?
0: Probably like a fruit roll-up.
1: Yeah, I'd kind of imagine. I
2: don't
1: want to know. Um, So, here's a quote from The Night Battles, the book that most of the source comes from. According to several bits of contemporary evidence, most of it emanating from, from the Friuli, various superstitions were attached to this object, the call, or the placenta also, if that comes out. It was supposed to protect soldiers from blows, cause the enemy to withdraw, and even help lawyers with their cases. Certainly it was an object endowed with magical powers. To increase these powers, masses were even celebrated over it. What? As we know from a superstitious practice already in vogue in the time of San Bernardino, who condemned it in one of his sermons. Battista Maduco asserted that he had been given the call with which he was born by his own mother, together with a warning that it should always be worn. Once when he was in Rome, Maduco had a monk celebrate more than 30 masses over this call, which had been baptized with him. They baptized the call. That's what was apparently not that uncommon thing. Uh... So it was a Christian call.
0: This call was going to heaven.
1: Yeah. (laughs)
2: Oh <laughs> uh, well, I guess it would be pretty hard for it to sin.
0: I, I wanna. I'm imagining now the call like having like a like little eyes and like uh, it kind of speaks to you no. and just kind of like hangs out like just
1: under your shirt and whispers oh, yeah. things in your ear. God, I think so.
2: David Lynch. This is like some follow-up to A Laser.
1: <laughs> so the general story, just sort of as a sum up. Uh huh. You're born with a call. Uh You're probably told by your parents in your whole village that you're going to be something special. You might have to go and night walk and Uh fight witches. Eventually you do. You go out in spirit on the weeks of Ember Days. And you're usually drummed into the order of Ben and Dante. Most of them seem to claim around when they reached of age. Uh So there'd be a call, C-L-L-L, not Uh Uh (laughs) C-A-U-L, from a captain who would make you come out. Uh when you were 20 or 24 or something like that. And then you'd have to four Thursdays a year for 20 years, usually. there's like an out period. And then when you were middle-aged, you got out of it and you didn't have to anymore. Huh. You went and fought. Okay, so this wasn't, this wasn't
0: like like weirdo, like cracked out, whatever, eccentric people. Uh, This was actually, it was chosen for you so it can't be based on your personality, basically. It's you're socialized into this yes
2: i had a call i don't really want to fight witches i think that's dumb but i guess i'm fighting witches
1: but then the captain that comes and drums you into this Uh is usually probably just someone you'll see in dreams
0: does he drum drum you in in dreams or does he come like literally outside your house Eh, no
1: one's really sure but probably in dreams
0: oh okay all right so or in spirit
1: so everybody prefer. All these people are skyping it in. Yeah. I, <laughs> and that's one of the big mysteries is did this happen physically at all and okay. if it did to what extent? Uh-huh. Was it actually people having a physical meeting and festivities and rituals with other people in a physical location? Uh-huh. That they just was so strange and hallucinatory to them that they claimed that it was all in spirit? Uh-huh. Or was it all sort of weird dreams and hallucinations and mystical experience that was so socially ingrained that a bunch of different peoples agreed uh-huh. to a really uncanny extent. And well, there isn't it... really a lot of evidence either way. I could see either way. I could The second way,
0: I could totally see happening because you're told that this is what's going to happen your whole life. So of course that's what's going to influence your dreams.
2: You're acculturated, yeah. Yeah.
0: So when so, you see
2: this imagery happening in your dreams, you think, "Oh, yeah, this must be—I'm a Benedante.
0: Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you would you would think, "Oh, this just could this confirms what I've always been told." Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm.
0: Okay. Now should we transition? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So everybody, this is the part in the in the series where, so we've just had kind of like our out of context kind of first like, "Whoa, this is weird!" kind of look at the idea at the dead idea. And now we're going to drop into, like, the time and place and get a feel for what it was like at the time and then try to see more from that perspective. So we're talking 1575 was the first year that that the Inquisition caught wind
1: of this? Yeah, it's the first year that this is written down on paper and that we have records of the word, essentially.
0: Yeah. Okay, so 1575 CE, in the Friuli region of northeastern... Italy and Nick, you can stop me at any point if you've got something you want to add here. Okay. Um, so first of all, as we mentioned in our Miasma series, go check that out. Um, there was no such thing as Italy at this time. Like it didn't really unify until much later, like eighteen sixty one. Um, and everybody, it was this patchwork of different identities in different parts of the Italian Peninsula. And they all had their own kind of identity, identity, and the Friuli was definitely one of these. And so our region, if we're pretending that we're Friulins from this time, um, is definitely one of those. And we, it's this region has been fought over and divided amongst the neighboring powers so long that it's hard to identify with any one of, of these powers. So we don't really think of ourselves as Italians or Germans or Slavs or anything but kind of like our own unique mix of, of all that. Right now, our region is under the domination of Venice, um, which is just to our south.
1: Yep. Um, And that's a comparatively recent thing. Yeah. And before that, it was actually an independent sort of region underneath... It was an ecclesiastical province, so it was ruled by a patriarch of a city called Aquileia. Okay. Um, But but just for basics, um, so if you can visualize it on
0: a map, if you imagine Italy as the boot... So right about where the back of your knee would be, um, like that's where Venice is. And if you travel just inland further north, that's the Friuli, right there. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like the back of the knee of
1: Italy. (laughs) And it's just south of the Alps. Just south of the Alps, Essentially. It has some alpine parts, and when you go just on the other side of the crest of the mountains, you're in Austria. Yes. And if you go just the tiniest bit east, you are in... The home of the ancestors of this lovely cabin where we are in, Slovenia. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep.
0: My, my Half of my family are Slovenians. Um, that's right. Yep. And if you go west, then you would get to sort of like Milan. And then past that would be kind of the Tuscany region of Florence, yeah. where we were talking about with the miasma series.
1: More familiar parts of Italy. Yes. 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 The big
0: names. Yeah, and the Friuli region itself—the north part of it—is kind of like the foothills of the Alps. The south part of it is a little more of a plain where you could actually grow some crops. Right. And a lot of it, at least what we're talking about here, is very agrarian. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, so yeah, so we've got our totally our own
1: um, region identity, all of that. Can I jump in with a quote here? For go for a it. A quick second. Um, so widely considered to be a pretty sort of backwoods backwards isolated area sort of mm. hick area of yeah. italy essentially okay. on a weird borderland um fun quote that i found that the isolation of many villages in the friuli abetted the persistence of superstitious practices as well as the spread of witchery and diabolical possessions was lamented by the representatives of two communes blah 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 and the Archbishop of edessa Late date of the document, 1674, renders it even more significant that there were many possessed women that were found, and the village was in an uproar, but there is nothing surprising about it. This village it's talking about was situated four miles along a difficult road from the church of San Daniele, above the Villa Villa de Paluzza, with steep hills, stretches of water, which with any hard rain become uncrossable, especially in winter. And since the villa is high in the mountains, where the snow falls to inordinate depths, and for six months prevents any people from going to holy mass and the divine services, not only to children and the decrepit, but also to robust people and those without any money to have to pass to make the journey. Because the time of the devotions is over at noon and the people, exhausted, cannot start home without taking any nourishment. Because of the obstacles, the young people grow up deprived of Christian doctrine, and there are some older folk who do not even know the Lord's Prayer, and some occasionally die without the last rites of the church our common enemy soon found way to take possession of these bodies that never even had sacraments or prayed. Uh, so, so, yeah, they were just ripe for the picking exactly. in, in the eyes of the church. And in the eyes of everyone were considered to be backwoods superstitious weirdos. Yeah, yeah. That didn't get out much. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so our region, this backwoods region, despite being like the armpit of everybody think, <laughs> thinks it's like not worth anything apparently if they're thinking at that backwoodsy has been fought over like crazy well sure because that's how you get in
1: from the east exactly
0: right so um uh there's been like border wars with um with austria um raids from the ottomans yeah the turks got through a lot the turks um from from the east they're encroaching um and the so our fields are crisscrossed by armies and making it hard for us to grow anything and then they come in and they commandeer our livestock to feed the armies and so it makes it even worse for us and to top all that off um in this same year 1575 there is a major outbreak of plague in Venice that eventually kills 50,000 people the
2: damn miasma
1: yes the damn miasma um thinking that same quote had something about the extreme precedence of famine in all the Alpine villages and just how often it happened to it was in a different footnote. I thought yeah. they were all in the same one, but huh. also very much a thing. So yeah. fighting over fertility of the crops wasn't really a laughing matter at all. It's serious business. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. If there was famine when you lost, apparently you lost quite a bit.
0: Yeah. Well, well, if there's famine ever, I think you're losing. Yeah, I but I mean if just... there's
1: famine when you lose your
0: battle against the witches. Oh, God. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's why they think they're they're fighting the witches in the first place, exactly. right? So it kind of makes sense that this is the most serious thing on our mind, right? Totally. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, all right, I'm going to sp- speed along here. So let's focus on, like, the peasants, right? So for clothing, what we basically what we're wearing, like... Okay, I'm a peasant guy. I'm wearing like a shirt, vest, breeches with a removable codpiece thingy. Like that's what I've mostly seen in like paintings of the time. Like Peter Bruegel was was Dutchy, but but it's probably similar. And he painted a lot of peasants of this time. Yeah, I was right? just
1: reading through some rapelay and was astonished at how often codpieces came yeah, was, up. They, I always they thought they it was just a bad Renfair joke. Yeah, but no.
2: Apparently, Ren, Renaissance is a bad Renfair joke. Uh-huh. In some ways, <laughs> um, I wish for... the
1: Jousting had more fennel and sorghum scenes, though. Dude, <laughs> for we... <laughs> right? I want to see that
0: one. Um, <laughs> uh, for women, long full skirt with a chemise, which is like a long sleeve shirt, it's kind of like the proto-like yeah, shift, sort of the underdress kind of thing. And we all wear hats as peasants. So I've seen like. The Muffin Hat, which is like this kind of, I think of it as an artist hat, kind of like an artist beret thingy. Right. The Biggins, what? which is oh. like... <laughs> yeah. That's the, an Italian-sounding the, name. The Biggins. The biggins. Is, It's like a hood the, without a cape, cape sort of. Um, or a straw hat. Okay, agriculture is a big part of our life, obviously. So um, we work the land pretty much as we always have, although we're not serfs anymore. Um, Italian serfdom died out one of the seemed like one of the earliest in Europe um, partly due to the black plague hmm. um, and the rising status of um, workers who had more de- more more bargaining power sure, basically yeah, because they were not enough just us go to up go when aren't yeah. enough workers yeah um, but for other reasons too because the economy all the gold was flooding in from the new world mm-hmm. right and that basically like crashed the economy um, to the point where uh, it was complicated how that happened but the long story short is like nobles needed coin and so they started like demanding that their their peasants and whatnot um pay part of their obligations in coin mm-hmm. uh so part of that is like they kind of had to be free to have coins also like so as peasants we would raise our crops we would also kind of do side jobs or maybe go into town to do something so
2: Obligations. things
0: yeah. yeah things are changing from the from the the whole like kind of surf paradigm um, so we're we're actually free tenants at this point working our land uh, and then uh, we kind of talked about fennel and sorghum already um, but the thing about sorghum I guess it's new fairly new like within the last century to hmm. Italy it's become popular because it works really well in reclaimed marshes around the Poe River Valley. Oh. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And then we've kind of adopted it as well.
1: Yeah. I'm not sure the priest was just being a jerk and saying he wanted to plant it. It was probably a real thing. And then yeah. just pretty got mad. Yeah. And then fennel,
0: I found that it has certain medical properties of allaying hunger and curing obesity. Well, that's what I thought. They thought... Um, a curing obesity it's also a diuretic and it's used as a seasoning for fish which gave it a church connection during lent oh yeah. So they would eat yeah sure fish during Lent, right
1: or during the ember days
0: yeah uh yeah sure and then in terms of witches an interesting thing about witchcraft is our whole idea that we have of witches um wasn't really a thing until the renaissance like our Western idea of witches, and the idea that these inquisitors too had at this time, had to be invented in the Renaissance.
2: The whole like idea, the black mass, and the
0: yeah, all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there were there were all they, for forever and ever, people believed that there were people who had magical powers, right? And some of them. And, and that usually, were men, the ones from the
1: neighbors were out there to yes, yes, all of that do you harm?
0: Yeah, but the whole idea of the witch in the Western sense, uh, the church really didn't. The party line for the church for the longest time, was that actual witches with actual magic powers did not exist.
1: Yeah, that was how it originated. I mean, the yeah. very first mention of witchcraft was, I was finding that out here to a document from the 900s called the Canon Episcopi, where the yeah. first mention was, these are poor, deluded women that the devil deludes into thinking all this stuff happens, but it doesn't, and they should be pitied rather than yes condemned. Right, exactly. Which came in a lot, I think, also to why the Inquisition was so lax about this, was... Uh-huh largely they didn't really believe it to begin with yeah and particularly by the end believed it less and less huh
0: so the whole idea of western witches picks up like you said earlier more in in germany in that region austria germany kind of area um with this kramer guy who writes the malleus maleficarum um 1487 um heinrich kramer he who was an inquisitor and yeah, he's a Dominican, um, he actually got yeah. to get like weird special permission to even publish this book because it was like Yeah, and it to, was he like, wanted t- Yeah, he wanted to like um in witches <laughs> and nobody else was doing that. They're like why would you even want to? Yeah, it was right. very it was really controversial at the time. <laughs>
1: yeah. It was prohibited in some areas
0: and yeah, hawked in others and yeah. And and actually another poet podcast that I love called The Lesser Bonaparts has an excellent and hilarious episode on the malleus maleficarum called hammer time because <laughs> the literal translation yeah. is hammer, hammer which witches. is the name malleus maleficarum
1: well hammer of the Evildoers actually the okay uh, yeah, Malefactors. Okay.
0: Guess, sure sure malefactors we yeah
1: only mention this because so check that out often um, the rivals of Benedonto are the Malandante, or bad walkers yeah
2: bad walkers so they yeah, food walkers and bad
1: walkers oh. so
0: anyway yeah that that okay I'll, I'll stop there um, so so now we've got a little bit more of an idea of what the times were like, and now we can have a better perspective on this dead idea we're talking about. So now I'll bounce it back to you, Nick. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So we're doing the role play? Yeah, now it's time for the choice,
0: yes. Right.
1: Give us some perspectives So, take. here are some perspectives you can choose from. Okay. You can be an inquisitor. Ooh. This is like Warhammer 40K now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just have this guy, he comes, he thinks that... He claims to be a good witch. Sometimes he claims he was lying about it and he's not anything at all. Cause he doesn't want to get in trouble. His story keeps on vacillating around. Okay. You've never heard of any of this before. Uh-huh. It sounds a little bit, I mean, he claims to go traveling in spirit. Uh-huh. You've read books about that. Uh-huh. You might've read the Maleficarum. You know that traveling in spirit means usually means you go to the witch's Sabbath, but he doesn't say it's that. Okay. What's your angle in the court case? That's the first thing you can choose. Okay. Okay. You can choose to be a lady born with the call. Um, one of the interesting divides, most of the men Uh largely, and I know this is something we also usually bring up in the podcast, claimed to be going out and fighting witches for the sake of crops. Women that claimed a similar thing, Hmm. usually their line was seeing the dead. Seeing the dead. Yeah. They're
2: more mediums, sort of. Very much so.
1: Yeah. More seancey. Yeah. Okay. Huh. So if you were a lady and called yourself a Ben it was not that uncommon. Okay. But usually that was the line you took and the sort of thing that happened. So you believe you can see the dead. You're a peasant. You ain't got no scratch. Uh-huh. What do you do with this? Well, I would charge people to... You so you take... We're yeah, not even okay. done with the options okay. yet. All right. All right. We <laughs> can get to that in a okay. minute. Or you can be a wealthy burger. So... huh Meaning, a, like a villager, yeah, a, a towns townsperson, yeah, a rich townsperson. a well-to-do townsperson. Okay, and your son is sick. Oh, he just he can't get better. You've been to all the doctors; they haven't helped him. Okay, you've been to the talk to your parish priest. He can't help him. He says maybe he's possessed. Maybe there's witch something going on. Uh huh. He calls an exorcist. The exorcist says he can't do anything. There's this guy, there's this shifty shepherd guy from up in the hills that some of the people in town claim might have some power against this sort of thing. What do you do? And how does this play out? Okay. Mm-hmm. So th- there are your options. Well,
0: I feel like we don't need to be gender bound in this.
2: Well, I'm a woman. And uh-huh. Subsequently, I think my choice is obvious. I want to be the inquisitor.
1: Yeah, I figured. I, 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 I okay. I would have guessed which ones you had. But. <laughs> All right. So I,
0: I, I'm going to be the, the female uh, Ben and Dante with the call who sees dead people. And you seem to want to jump right into that one. So <laughs> yeah. So what are you going to do? Well, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm making money charging people to, to feel like I'm communicating with their, their dead mother or father or grandfather or grandmother. And uh, I, I'm rolling it in. I'm raking it in. And that's pretty much exactly the case.
1: That seems to have been very common. Okay. All right. Um, And
0: and I've got my my call. So instead of, like, doing it over a crystal ball, maybe I'm doing it over a crystal call. Ooh. ah. Because it's all
1: translucent
2: (laughs) and dry. Right.
1: It's like, hold it up to the light. What sorts of things do you think you tell people? Well, I mean,
0: I guess that I would tell most people um, what they want to hear. But every once in a while, maybe I'd tell them something... A little bit frightening, so they
1: keep coming back? That's like, good. That's... Yeah? Yeah? Again, pretty largely accurate. My favorite story of this, there's a woman named Anna de la Rosa. Okay. Um, what she was brought up in front of the Inquisition for was uh-huh. communicating with the dead and her neighbors writing her out for this. Um, The first thing that a neighbor said she wanted to talk to her dead son is like, Yes, I've seen your dead son in my nightly visions on the ember weeks. His soul is in purgatory. He goes about with the horde of those who are in purgatory. And he had a message for you. He wanted you to go on pilgrimage to these three shrines uh-huh. to pray for him and to appease all your soul for your own sins. And also you took that shirt from your neighbor. <laughs> he wants you to give it back. Oh you need God. to stop fighting over that shirt. Give her the shirt back. <laughs> Was it a
2: stolen shirt? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my
0: God!
1: <laughs> that that's like the Wayne's World moment where they go woo. <laughs> Either that, or they all
2: they knew that the lady already knew they were. Fighting well, that's what about speculated,
1: them. and yeah. when she was trying to deny everything for the Inquisition, that's what she said: "Is no, I don't see the dead. I don't have any magic powers." This is the other interesting thing uh-huh. related to, especially in the Renaissance, the whole sort of constellation of beliefs between witchery. Uh-huh and being able to cast magic spells uh-huh. and, po- and healing and poison. Uh-huh. And poisoners and witches were, is a really fine line between them. Oh. And what well, yeah, cause she,
0: cause you, you, you pestle and mortar herbs together a lot for your witchcraft, quote unquote. Right. right. And her specific
1: yeah. words to the inquisition when she was brought in front of it, which I love this quote was, no one has ever said that I am a witch or that I make medicine. Yeah, right. Like, that would be incriminating right. if made medicine. But <laughs> I do sometimes, anything. I mean, I'm really poor, and I was born with a call, and everyone believes this stuff, so I pretend I can see the dead so people will give me money. Huh. And, yeah, I know I told her to give her that shirt back, but it, that was just to make it sound plausible, again, because it's a little lifelike detail, and... Uh-huh she and the neighbor have yelled about her in the street, and it's a small town, so everyone knows about it. So... And I'm sick of
2: hearing about it.
1: <laughs> huh. Okay,
0: well, now we got to hear about uh, Anna, the female Inquisitor.
2: Okay, all right. All right, I have a red cassock. That's important. All, all right. right. <laughs> I may or may not look like a female version of Michael Palin. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay. All right, and all right. So, um, okay, what's my scenario? You give me a scenario.
1: Your scenario is... You have this person, he claims to be a good witch. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, sometimes he claims to have been making it all up. He doesn't want to make you unhappy at all, because he's a little worried about what might happen. Mm -hmm. But he tells you this wild and crazy story about traveling in spirit and his soul coming out of his mouth in the form of a mouse and riding on rabbits (laughs) and cocks and fighting with fennel leaves and sorghums and going about with witches and what have you.
2: Okay, okay.
1: How, how do you conduct the case?
2: Well, I mean, obviously everybody knows, well, let me rephrase that. Among the learned, of which I am one, I can read, I can do stuff. I, uh-huh. I'm trained in rhetoric, I guess, or uh-huh. something that passes for it. Clearly, he's, you know, describing something, and if I twist it just enough, I can figure out that it does sync up with what the Mellifacarum Malath, Malath, or whatever states with conventional whiff, witchcraft, or at least with the learned consider conventional witchcraft. So I just have to keep twisting it and twisting it, but I'm not finding anything, is my guess, that syncs well, up with that. Well, here's
1: an interesting twist. Uh huh. On the second day, sort of to bolster his story that he's fighting for Christ and the Holy Church against the evil witches for the crops, mm-hmm. he throws in that well, he wasn't just called by his captain, who is a man of about twenty-eight years old and a redhead and a German. What? From the region of Cologne.
2: He's a German.
1: Yes. Uh okay well that's not unusual for our region right? yeah there there are mercenaries although why do you
2: meet spirit germans in your sleep
1: (laughs) i have the call we come from all over that that doesn't
2: explain anything why are you talking to spirit germans (laughs) is that the devil it's the devil right
1: are they is it a protestant or a catholic german
2: yes that's more critical
1: (laughs) considerably (laughs) um we all fight for holy church and the sacraments underneath an image underneath a banner that has an image of our lord and lady and no protestant would do that when you say say our our
2: lord and lady are we talking christ and the virgin or are Um, we talking now you're getting there except
1: you don't even want to be that leading it's more when you say our lord and lady you mean the golden lord sitting on the great throne right
2: yeah
1: have you bowed down and paid homage to that lord on the throne have you promised him anything
2: yeah, that, Did you
1: promise that... to renounce your faith to it? That's the sort of questions they start asking. So, okay. super leading. Yeah. Yes.
2: <laughs> so, yeah. What, what have you been is... doing and who's this Golden Lord?
1: Good methodology. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the twist is after saying that, he eventually says, I was drummed in by an angel. An angel of the Lord came and that was a big, big opening of. So, it was an angel? Aha, uh-huh. I know what's going on. It was yeah. the devil. Yeah,
2: yeah, okay. So this this angel's German, right? <laughs> oh, no, wait, uh, wait, no, it's a shining angel and uh, obviously diabolical, but you don't know it because you're a peasant, right? You
1: also don't want to say obviously diabolical, you just want to ask him questions that more and more paint the scene that he's doing the classic so diabolical stuff. Did you bow stuff.
2: before this angel? Did you do obeisance to the angel? And
1: the answer is... No, no, no. I've never said anything about anyone on a beautiful throne. It's the others, the witches, that have their thrones and bow down before them. We just pay homage to our captain, and that's just in a jaunty military fashion. We doff our caps to him and respect (laughs) him and salute him.
2: Okay, so at this point in the Inquisition, do I just go and get a drink or something? Basically, yeah. (laughs) You say, okay, of course,
1: case adjourned, uh, and you come back five (laughs) years later. (laughs) Because again, this... First case which is the only one that was ever finished oh. <laughs> 1575 okay, yeah. they were eventually sentenced and tried uh-huh. 1581 oh my it God. took six years even to finish the first case <laughs> so yeah i think that going and getting a drink part's about accurate okay <laughs> oh, God.
0: so italy really did need someone to make the trains run on time is that what you're saying <laughs> i think they might have <laughs> <laughs> And the Apparently they're very in. good against Lutherans.
1: <laughs> you still will never find any Lutherans in Friuli. <laughs> Maybe a few Waltensians, but we'll get to that in a later episode. Tough oh, on man. Lutherans,
2: soft on on. <laughs> okay, on so,
1: so we're,
0: guys, we're, we're we're over time here. So the last thing we need to hear about is how did this dead idea end?
1: Well, and again, this is very much the arc of the book where most of my source material comes from. Mm-hmm. It was a weird combination of with that kind of lead in question. Yeah. Eventually the Inquisition persuaded everyone, including after a while to Benadante it themselves, that they must really be witch- witches. <laughs>
0: that's my favorite part. That that's
1: what's going on. Witches are real and this kind of stuff is just nonsense. So,
0: so just, the church just hypnotizes them into thinking that they're all witches. devil worshippers. Right. Oh Which eventually God. they start
1: just saying when they have trials, instead of saying instead of hotly denying that there is anything demonic about it, they just start saying things like Well, yes, we and the witches both go and we go to the Sabbath and we both worship the devil, but we only worship the devil to get pleasure, whereas they do it to hurt people. Uh-huh. So
2: that slips a bit from the original, right?
1: Uh, oh, man.
2: So it becomes actually kind of more diabolical as a result of this, it's it's just... considerably.
0: <laughs> it's, it's so bad. It's it's like if somebody like thinks it like accuses you of being gay, you're like, no, I'm not. But the more you deny it, the more they just try to convince you that you are. Yeah. Until you wind up and,
1: right, and then until you start, you start wondering, well, maybe I am gay. <laughs> it's a pretty apt analogy.
0: Yeah.
1: And eventually, also, the thing that I mentioned about that, how they had a pact with the witches that they couldn't snitch uh-huh. or else they'd get beaten, Yeah, that really starts to slip. Okay. And eventually, as it becomes a more common thing, everyone's talking about these Ben and Dante, everyone knows about him, even the upper classes and in town, uh-huh. more and more people start claiming to be able to do this, uh-huh. and there the angle for monetizing is usually you accuse witches. Monetizing? Yeah, being able to make some scratch off your um, okay. magic talents. I can oh. see the dead. I can see the dead. I can see witches. I can heal witches. Oh, Those people are yeah. witches. Okay. Yep. So by the mid-1600s, lots of people claiming to be Ben and Dante are going around claiming that all kinds of other people in their towns are witches. But they're posers. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but it starts giving them a really bad name. Do they, do they also
0: have lots of like little tchotchkes that you can buy? Very like little Little... <laughs> Figures holding sorghum and fennel and That's stuff. That's what I'm and, imagining. And, and like, people come in by the busload, and then there's a, like, a big buffet that they can <laughs> go to afterward. A lot of fennel. Yeah. A lot of sorghum. <laughs> so fennel.
1: All fennel buffet. <laughs> the main end scene is by this person named Michael Sope, okay. who seems to have been a pretty great A eh, asshole. Okay. <laughs> he travels around from town to town, and the people he travels with, he just says, All right, I'm going to slip out out and go walk in town for a while. And I come back, I'm going to have my pockets full of money that I've just made by Uh smooth-talking the marks, Mm -hmm. basically. Yeah. Okay. And the way he does this is by accusing people in town of being witches and trying to get them to be brought before the Inquisition and burned and what have you. Usually, again, the church has none of it. They're like, no, these... It's the Ben and Dante who are a horrible public menace disturbing the peace and setting neighbors at each other's throats. And if anyone's witches, it's probably them. How
2: do we get these witches to stop leading a witch hunt? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <Right>? exactly. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> as it's starting to wrap up, okay, they're leading witch hunts. Pretty unsuccessfully, because no one believes their accusations much, Uh other than other occasional townsfolk that might give them small change. Okay. They're hated enough that when they're brought up before the Inquisition, this Michael Sopé person, for example, had to be protected by armed guards against all the peasants that wanted to lynch him. Oh man, I would. Mm -hmm. And then as that's happening, and just the term has more and more of a black name from general scoundrels abusing it, people are believing less and less in the very existence of witches to begin with. And it's been a hotly debated thing in the church again. Like you were saying, initially it wasn't considered to be much of a thing, but in the early Renaissance, Uh it was very much the popular explanation for things. By the later 1600s, the pendulum's really swinging the other direction. So you can have some quotes by local exorcists who are railing against the church hierarchy for not persecuting witches and demons and... Uh all these horrible witches are making everyone sick and no one's doing anything about it and it's the disgusting, sad state of the world. Uh But that's, again, usually local small fry, while cardinals are saying things like, so, you said you sucked the blood of these three children. Can you prove to me that these children existed? Uh (laughs) Can you prove to me (laughs) that you killed them? Can you prove to me that they didn't die of natural causes? Uh Because otherwise I'm not going to believe you and I'm going to ignore all this. Also,
2: you know, witches are a (laughs) fake idea, right? Basically.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there's another good quote in here about from some Italian cardinal in northern Italy, saying, "I can't find a single instance of any witch trial ever that's been executed as it should have, where there were evidentiary procedures and you proved uh-huh. the events happened." And oh, this is the so, worst episode of Law and Order. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right at the time that they and everyone else were persuaded <laughs> that they were really just witches. Uh-huh. Everyone also stopped believing in witches, which is kind <laughs> of how the idea died.
2: Are you sure this isn't a Monty Python sketch? <laughs>
0: so find when you finally you finally give in and you have your come to jesus moment you're like yes lord i am a witch strike me down everybody else is like no you're not
2: go <laughs> pretty home. much
1: exactly yes go
2: home pietro it's dumb
0: <laughs> oh god oh how did this really happen oh my god okay all right guys we have to <laughs> okay we have to uh draw this to a close um so so put down put down your funnel and your sorghum Take uh, that cough. but 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 everybody we are coming back for for part two we've got another uh episode coming up in this series uh where nick is going to share with
1: us some court cases uh from this
0: inquisit these inquisition proceedings is that
1: correct i am um also i'm thinking of taking a slightly different tack in part two and telling some stories of Similar traditions from other neighboring regions around the world, because there are some wacky, wacky stories with that. Okay, that'd be cool. Germany and Serbia—they've got great, great good witch stories for me to tell. So okay, well, look forward to that. Uh, we'll see you next
0: time. Um, in the meantime, be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. Check us out online at DeadIdeas.net. We're also all over the place: Facebook, Twitter, um, SoundCloud. Find us wherever you want. Just Google us. Um, Or you can go the old-fashioned route and write to us by email. Um, Do you have a dead idea you'd like us to explore? Because if so, we want to hear about it. Write us in and tell us. Do you have a neighbor who's a witch and sucking the blood of children? If so, I want to hear that too, but I'm probably going to ignore it because it's boring by now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Sorry, we can edit that out. Right. Uh, Okay, everybody. I'm BT Newberg, and this is Dead Ideas. See you next time. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody, and happy Halloween. Keep those portrait requests coming in. We hit our goal of 20 reviews on iTunes, but we're having too much fun to stop. Just review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Facebook, or pretty much anywhere people will see it, and we will portraitize you. Everybody who's already reviewed us, thank you so much. And also, please be patient. We've got a bit of a pileup of portraits at the moment, but we will get your drawing out to you. Meanwhile, Check out our gallery of finished portraits on our supporters page at deadideas.net, including three recently done for the Lesser Bonaparts. Thanks again to them for their multiple plugs of the show. Very generous. Thank you so much. Everybody else, your portrait could be next. All right, see you next time.